for your attendance this morning, for blessing us, and for being here to worship and praise our great and awesome God. God is amazing, and we know it so. And uh, there's no other place I'd rather be than to be in the uh, the presence in the midst of God's people and to be in the midst of God in our service this morning. And we're thankful to see you. Let's please go to God in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we praise your holy and divine name and thank you. For you are absolutely amazing and incredible. And we praise you. And we give unto you all the praise, the honor, and the glory. And we thank you so very much for allowing us to awake from our beds of slumber, to be here this morning, to worship you. And those who are worshiping you, Lord God, online, we pray your blessing upon each of us as we worship you, praying that our worship will and has been pleasing and acceptable in your sight with reverence and honor. Help us never to forget Jesus, your great son, whom you so willingly sent to die on that cruel, cruel cross of Calvary that we might live. That we might have this very opportunity to worship you and to sing songs of praise under your name. Please bless us as we enter into your word. Open our minds and our ears. Grant to us, please, eyes to see. And be with us as only you can. In Jesus' holy and precious name, we do thank you and praise your holy and divine name. If it be thy will. Amen. Revelation, please, chapter 4, the calm before the storm this morning. Now, Revelation chapter 8 and chapter 9 contain the seven seals, but it contains in chapter chapter 8 four of those seals. And we're going to look at four of those seals this uh, morning. And the seven trumpets have seven subpoints and there are the seven bowls of wrath and that's that comes with it and we understand that we have the seven trumpets the seven bowls of God's wrath and they come excuse me as subpoints under the seven seals and here we are in service to God and God is going to give his people a reminder of his power and his might and his glory but as we look into the uh, the this this seal these trumpets rather we're going to notice some very interesting things in the scriptures. Let's begin in Revelation chapter 4, if you will. In the heavenlies, there's great joy, rejoicing and celebration. It is not as uh, some have, uh, you know, depicted this, this quiet place where people are just sleeping or resting. No, it's a place of celebration and a place of great joy. You don't want to miss it. Revelation 4, beginning in verse 8. The Bible says, and the four living creatures, each one of them having six wings, are full of eyes around and within. And day and night they do not cease to say, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God, the Almighty, who was and who is and who is to come. And when the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who sits on the throne, to him who lives forever and ever, The 24 elders will fall down before him who sits on the throne and will worship him who lives forever and ever and will cast their crowns before the throne saying, Worthy art thou, our Lord and our God, to receive glory and honor and power 
For thou didst create all things, and because of thy will, they existed and were created. Chapter 5, beginning at verse 8. And when he had taken the book, the four living creatures and the twenty-four elders fell down before the Lamb, having each one a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song. Worthy art thou, saying, Worthy art thou to take the book, to break its seals, for thou wast slain, and didst purchase for God with thy blood men from every tribe and tongue and people, and thou hast made them to be a kingdom and priest to our God, and they will reign upon the earth. Chapter 5, verse 12, it says, Saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. You see, there's a lot of celebration and noise and happiness and rejoicing in the heavenlies. Chapter 6, verse 1. And I saw when the Lamb broke one of the seals, and I heard one of the four living creatures saying with a voice of thunder, Come. And then chapter 7, verse 9 and 10. And after these things I looked, and behold, a great multitude, and behold, a great multitude which no one could count from every nation and all tribes and peoples and tongues standing before the throne and before the Lamb clothed in white robes and palm branches were in their hands. And they cry out with a loud voice saying, Salvation to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. Chapter 8, verse 1. And when he broke the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven for about a half an hour. Think about that. All of this rejoicing and all of this celebration, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, everything comes to an abrupt end, and there's silence for about 30 minutes. Today we're going to look at four of the seven trumpets. I want you to turn back to Numbers, please, chapter 10. Trumpets served a great purpose in Israel. They served these purposes here. Let me, to assemble the congregation, that was one. Uh, To direct the movement of the congregation is another. To go to war, sound the alarm. To rejoice in days of gladness, to anoint, announce the beginning of months and to announce the offerings and sacrifices for memorial. Now I want to look at chapter 10 verse 1. And the Lord spoke further to Moses saying, Make for yourself two trumpets of silver, of hammered work. And you shall make them and you shall use them for the summoning of the congregation and for, the, for having the camps set out. And when both are blown, all the congregation shall gather themselves to you at the doorway of the tent of meeting. Then if you will, go down to verse 9. Verse 9 says, And when you go to war in your land against the adversary who attacks you, then you shall sound an alarm with the trumpets that you may be remembered before the Lord your God and be saved from your enemies. You see, Here's what's happening in Revelation chapter 8. The trumpets are sounding because Rome has...
has declared war on the people of God. And brethren, they will not win. But they have declared war on the people of God and they've done this for absolutely no reason at all. And the trumpets are about to sound because God's assembling His people together, the angelic realm, to go to war. And what's the, what's the ultimate outcome? We win. We win. We win. So chapter 8, beginning in verse 1. When he broke the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven for about a half an hour. And I saw the seven angels who stand before God, and the seven trumpets were given to them. And another angel came and stood at the altar holding a golden incense, and much incense was given to him, that he might add it to the prayers of all the saints upon the golden altar which was before the throne. And the smoke of the incense with the prayers of the saints went up before God out of the angel's hand. And the angel took the censer and he filled it with the fire of the altar and threw it to the earth. And there followed peals of thunder and sounds and flashes of lightning and an earthquake. In other words, what's happening here, back to chapter 6 please, here comes God's answer to the souls under the altar. Here comes God's answer to the children on the earth who are suffering in this battle, who have not declared battle, but rather are waiting for the victory of God. Verse 9 of Revelation chapter 6. And when he broke the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of those who had been slain because of the word of God and because of the testimony which they had maintained. And they cried out with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, wilt thou refrain from judging and avenging our blood on those who dwell on the earth? And now God's answer is, wait no more. You see, it's a beautiful text. I mean, if you were living in these days and you think about serving God and and trying to do what's right and you're praying to God and maybe you've been here. Maybe you've been to the point in your life where you've been praying to God and wondering when God was going to answer your prayer. And then the answer finally came. And how great you felt. And you thank God and you praise His name. Well, imagine being persecuted. Imagine the martyrs. Imagine being slaughtered. Imagine Rome putting you on display. And then from heaven's throne comes God's answer. Children, I love you. I'm listening to you. I've heard you. And now I'm going to take out my wrath upon a world and an earth of people who have been so destructive in their living And I'm going to sound the trumpets. And the trumpets kind of go like this. The first one is the trumpet of hail and fire. And the second comes the uh, the blood. And then comes wormwood, if you will. Bitter waters to drink. And then comes darkness. And did you hear that? Have you ever heard? Have you ever heard of that before? See, this is the book of Revelation. To reveal and conceal. 
You see, we know our books. And so knowing our books, when we hear those kinds of things, we're reminded of something. We're reminded of God's great victory. And that's what God is doing. He's reminding his people. And he says, just as I have done it before, so I will do it again. First to Egypt. And now I'm going to do it to Rome. So if you will, we're going to go backwards, if you will, to uh, the book of Exodus and come back to the book of Revelation uh, for just a bit. First, Revelation chapter 8, verse 6 and verse 7. The first trumpet, the Bible says, And the seven angels who had the seven trumpets prepared themselves to sound them. And the first sounded, and there came hail and fire mixed with blood. And they were thrown to the earth, and a third of the earth was burned up, and a third of the trees were burned up, and all the green grass was burned up. Now understand that what God wants us to focus on is not necessarily concerning ourselves with every every aspect of the prophecy, but He wants you to get the message. The message, go all the way back to Exodus for just a moment. And we're going to look at chapter 9. Remember this. It's not literal, but it's a picture It's a reminder of the power of God. It's what God is going to do. Egypt was destroyed. God is going to bring plagues upon Rome. And Rome too will be destroyed. Exodus chapter 9 and verse 22. Listen to the beauty. Now the Lord said to Moses, Stretch out your hand toward the sky, that hail may fall on all the land of Egypt, on man and on beast and on every living plant of the field throughout the land of Egypt. And Moses stretched out his staff toward the sky, and the Lord sent thunder and hail, and fire ran down to the earth, and the Lord rained hail on the land of Egypt. You see what God's doing? He's reminding them. I want you to look back. I want you to remember what I've done in the past, and look at what I'm going to do to Rome. And then, if you will, uh, chapter, verse 24 and verse 26. And so there it was hail, and fire flashing continually in the midst of the hail, very severe, such as had not been in all the land of Egypt since it became a nation. And the hail struck all that was in the field through all the land of Egypt, both man and beast. The hail also struck every plant. The field shattered every tree of the field. Listen to this. Only in the land of Goshen, where the sons of Israel were, there was no hail. The sealed are protected. You see, just like in Revelation, those whom God marked, those who God sealed are protected. It's the answer to the question, who is able to stand? Only God's people. Only God's people. Back to Revelation uh, chapter 8. Revelation chapter 8, beginning, if you will, in verse 9. Revelation chapter 8. The second trumpet begins to sound. And the Bible says, verse 8 and verse 9, And the second angel sounded, and something like a great mountain burning with fire was thrown into the sea, and a third of the sea became blood, and a third of the creatures which were in the sea and had life died, and a third of the ships were destroyed. Remember, we're just trying to get the picture, right? Back to Exodus chapter 7. We want the picture image that God is giving His people to remind them that God has done it before and God will do it again. And Rome, by the way, like uh, like Egypt, 
Rome, they were a stubborn and obstinate people. They refused to give in and surrender to God. They would not repent. Well, Exodus 7 and verse 17. Thus says the Lord, By this you shall know that I am the Lord. Behold, I will strike the water that is in the Nile with the staff that is in my hand, and it shall be turned to blood. And the fish that are in the Nile will die, and the Nile will become foul, and the Egyptians will find difficulty in drinking water from the Nile. You see, we used to say, I'm going back to Revelation uh, chapter 8. You know, we used to say that those, those Old Testament, we call them stories. They're actually accounts, right? Those Old Testament stories are for the children. Well, if you were a child of God and you didn't get those Old Testament stories, you wouldn't understand Revelation. You see, you wouldn't understand God's deliverance for his people. When, you, when you're reading it, you would read it like the Romans read it. The Romans read it and saw it as a book of fiction, a book of fairy tales and stories. But no, God is giving his people real life events and accounts that happened in the past in the blowing of the trumpets and the seals and the bowls of wrath to show his power and his deliverance to remind them that God has not only heard their prayers, vindication, vengeance and wrath is on its way. They're not children's stories. The Bible's not made of children's stories. The Bible's made of real life accounts, events, on the earth. History that teaches us lessons about life. And if we don't learn the lessons of history, we won't proceed properly into the future. Revelation chapter 8, beginning at verse 10. The Bible says, And the third angel sounded, and a great star fell from heaven, burning like a torch. And it fell on a third of the rivers, and on all the springs of water. And the name of the star is called Wormwood. And a third of the waters became Wormwood. And many men died from the waters because they were made bitter. Bitter water. Back to Exodus, please. Chapter 7. Exodus chapter 7. God bringing and inflicting upon Egypt the plagues that we talk about so often. The ten plagues of Egypt. And we get to see the reality and the power of our great God. Verse 21. And the fish that were in the Nile died, and the Nile became foul, so that the Egyptians could not drink the water from the Nile, and the blood was through all the land of Egypt. But the magicians of Egypt did the same with their secret arts, and Pharaoh's heart was hardened, and he did not listen to them as the Lord had said. Then Pharaoh turned and went into his house with no concern even for this. So all the Egyptians dug around the Nile for water to drink, for they could not drink the water of the Nile. And seven days passed after the Lord had struck the Nile. Pharaoh wouldn't listen. He paid no regard. As if God wasn't even God. 
Here's what I'm here's what I'm sad to say, brother. That even today, people are paying no regard as if God isn't even God. As if the end isn't going to come. As if there will be no judgment day, for every day is the same. And Satan has thrown this flanking maneuver in there to cause us to focus on something that is not God. And many are paying no regard. And Pharaoh went to his home like all was well. And the Egyptian uh, men and women, as if all is well. The Romans did the same. They continued to go home after this tremendous bloodshed as if all was well and there was no true God. In chapter 7 and verse 17 of Revelation, I want you to, I want you to note, I want you to grab something out of there just really quickly. In chapter 7, 17, I want, I want to grab something really, really important. It says, for the Lamb in the center of the throne shall be their shepherd and shall guide them to springs of the water of life. And God shall wipe away every tear from their eyes. I want you to grab what's happening. You see, the bitter waters would come, but God's people will be fed from the beautiful springs of life. You see, God has made every provision in every way that humanity can can serve and honor him and egypt didn't listen and rome refuses to listen and my question to you this morning is this are you listening to god are we listening to god The fourth trumpet, verse 12 of Revelation chapter 8. And the fourth angel sounded in a third of the sun, in a third of the moon, in a third of the stars were smitten. So that a third of them might be darkened and the day might not shine for a third of it and the night in the same way. Do you remember? You remember? Has it ever happened before? Back to Exodus for just a moment, please. Chapter 10. You see, God is sending his message. I'll tell you something. When, when we think about life, when we, when, we, when we take the Bible and we dumb it down to a bunch of Bible stories that are meaningless, then... We grow up as young folks believing the Bible is a book of fairy tales and stories. And then our young folks, they don't take worship seriously. They don't take God seriously. And that's why it's so easy for the professor to say, do you really believe the Bible? Has it really come from God? And then our young folks fall away because they've been believing all their lives a bunch of fairy tales and stories. That is not what the Bible is. It is the Word of God. It is filled with history. It is filled with blessings. And it is filled with great warnings. Not only for the people of God, but for the world. 
And the book of Revelation is not a book of fairy tales and stories and pictures of dragons and wild beasts. But rather it's a picture of God's perfect protection, provision, providence, and greatness. It's a picture of judgment, a judgment in time. It's a picture of the mastery of our great God. It is not a story. We look all the way backwards in history. And we go back a few thousand years, thousands of years, all the way back into history. And we find that darkness. And there it is again in Exodus chapter 10, beginning in verse 21. And the Bible says, The Lord said to Moses, Stretch out your hand toward the sky, that there may be darkness over the land of Egypt, even a darkness which may be felt. So Moses stretched out his hand toward the sky, and there was thick darkness in all the land of Egypt for three days. They did not see one another, nor did anyone arise from his place for three days. But all the sons of Israel had light in their dwellings. How beautiful. You can look out. And you say, you say to the people of God, did you feel the darkness? And they'll say, what darkness? <laughs> what darkness do you speak of? And Egyptian folks stayed in their homes, in their beds for three days. Three days of darkness. And I think about three days of darkness. I think about Jesus in the earth. <laughs> three days of darkness. Well, Jesus lay in that tomb. Brethren, this isn't a story. This is real life. And one day, coming soon, how soon I do not know, but one day coming soon, this world is going to end. And we're going to stand before God and bow on our hands and knees and look to the great Messiah. And to some, Jesus is going to say, These are mine. Enter into my rest. To some, Jesus Christ is going to say, these have been washed in the blood of the Lamb. And to others, he's going to say, depart from me. I never knew you. This morning, is your religion a story? Or is it a reality? And so, now we have more trumpets that need to sound. For God is not finished yet. Back to Revelation. Back to Revelation and now chapter 8. And what the angel has to say about this next, the next set of trumpets that are coming. And why is God bringing the trumpets? Why is he sounding the trumpets? Because the people have hardened their hearts. Because they're not listening. They're not listening. The church of Laodicea is not listening. The church of Sardis is not listening. The church of Ephesus has lost its first love. The Romans are not listening. Are you listening this morning? Are you listening? Verse 13. And I looked, and I heard an eagle flying in mid-heaven, saying with a loud voice, Woe, woe, Woe to those who dwell on the earth because of the remaining blasts of the trumpet 
of the three angels who are about to sound. Deep suffering and despair are coming. Economic ruin is coming. Rome and all of its people who follow Satan, who follow wickedness, who are not God's children, are about to suffer in a way they never suffered before. Because of the inhumane treatment against God's people. And as God delivered the Hebrews from Egypt, He would deliver His people from Rome. The ten plagues were sent upon a heart of wicked and evil people. The fire, the blood, the wormwood, and the water, the darkness. Remember, these are pictures for us in the book of Revelation so we can look backwards and say, just as Egypt fell, so Rome will fall too. And now we can look back today at Rome. If Rome today said, we're declaring war, who would take it serious? Rome is nothing. Rome is nothing. I mean, no one would, does Rome even have an army? I mean, Rome is nothing. You tell me God didn't do what he promised he would do. They're nothing. But God is everything. And this morning the question is this. Are you listening? Are you picking up the word and reading it daily? Are you listening to God? Are you allowing God to talk to you? And when he speaks to you, are you listening to what God has to say? Or are you like Egypt and like Rome? Just not taking any of it seriously. Wow. You see, there's a time and a place for everything under the, under the heavens. And brethren, there has always been the time to listen. And now is the time to listen. Not that in the past it wasn't a time to listen. But brethren, we, we need to listen. We need to listen. And this morning, if you're not a child of God, we encourage you to listen. God is calling you. He's calling you. He's calling you. You've heard His Word. You've heard of God. You know God. You believe His Word. What's holding you back? You're ready to change your life, to turn it around, to give it to God. You're ready to confess His name. What's holding you back? Are you ready to be baptized? Immersed in waters that your sins might be washed away. That you might be protected from the wrath of God that will come. And the wrath of God that will come the last time is, he says, when I come the next time, the earth will be no more. Because I'm going to burn it all up. And it's all going away. And there will only be two places where humans will dwell. In the heavenlies. Only two places. Some of us will go to heaven. And some of us will go to hell. And right now, the decision is on your heart and on your mind. Right now, your relationship with God, right now, is between you and God. And you know where you stand. This morning, we, we pray 
that you would give your life, give your heart, give it to Jesus. And if you need to repent, if there's something in your life that's holding you back, this morning come, while together we stand.